You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. You must hit us up on all the social media outlets. On the Twitter, the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. Give us a tweet, give us a like, give us a RT retweet. Have an RT party if you want. Um... Uh, Facebook, we are uh, ba- talking wrestling. Just a backslash talking wrestling. That's our page. Uh, we post uh, every week. Every week we post the episode up there, and uh, that's where it's dropped first um, online. Uh, where else do we, where else are we on the Instagram? Oh yeah, we also post everything on Instagram. So uh, go to the Instagram, check that out. It's at Talking Wrestling Podcast. That's the longest one. I'm sorry. Uh, T-A-L-K-I-N, T-A-L-K-N-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, podcast. So, I shouldn't have to explain all this, but I do. Uh, where else are we on? We are on uh, Spotify. Yes, go to Spotify. Spend all your time on Spotify. Um, go to Spotify. Talking Wrestling on Spotify. Check out Casey Corbin. That's me. On, on Spotify as well. I have uh, three CDs available, all for free. Fourth one coming up very soon, hopefully in the next week. Uh, probably said that last week, though. Also, uh, f- uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, you know, give us a five-star rating and a favorable review, and we'll love you forever. Uh, send us a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail.com if you have any questions above... What we just talked about didn't mean to hit the mic stand. It's a very, very sensitive mic stand. Uh, now, with me, sitting through all that gibberish. Gibberish. It's not gibberish. It's important to grow the show. That's why we do it. Anyway, to uh, grow the show. And I know this guy likes to grow. And he always likes to show. And he is here right now uh, from more than six feet away. It's my good buddy and co-host, Reese Turner. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How I'm are you, man? a grower and a shower, you're right. You are a grower and a shower, and that has so many definitions and so many meanings, and none of them are phallic, unless you want it to be. So, <laughs> oh my God, I, uh, okay, just this right off the bat, I'm watching this sitcom, I'm on this, I like this new sitcom, it's a HBO this thing on Crave up here in Canada. I, I'm sure it's on HBO mm-hmm. in the States. It's called Hacks. And basically okay. it's like um it's like a, somebody did a series based on Joan Rivers' life. And Oh wicked. Yeah, and Gene Smart plays the Joan Rivers character and she's fantastic. And it all takes place in Vegas. And since I've been to Vegas, I love Vegas and I like watching things about Vegas because it reminds me about Vegas when I was at Vegas. So, <laughs> um, anyway, 
therein, there's this part in the new episode where her assistant um, brings, he's on a date, and his mom shows up, and he's like, oh, not now, mom. And then the mom realizes she's going to intervene in a date, but then the, his date shows up, and it's a very nice-looking guy. It's actually the water guy from the storyline. He's the, Ooh. you know, he's apparently the Joan Rivers character runs too many fountains. Or no, she has a lake where she has bass that she can stalk, that she can fish. And anyway, she's her water bill is out of control. So he's always at the house. So there's a, there's a relationship built up between the assistant and uh, the water boy. So with that said, uh, they're on a date. She introduces the mom to the character, but the mom is at the house to watch the Royal Rumble, which she likes to watch at her son's place. And then the, and then the, the lover of the guy, the, the guy, he all of a sudden gets nuts. And he said when he was in high school, he was obsessed with the divas. And then he goes on to talk about Trish Stratus and, uh, and he names a bunch of the divas, like Trish Stratus and Lita and uh, Molly Holly. And he was naming all these names. And then the mother was like, oh, have you seen the Bellas? And I was like watching this going, what the fuck is going on? It's just so <laughs> weird that wrestling has come into this this uh, yeah. this TV show that I watch that has nothing to do with wrestling. Wrestling doesn't even go to Vegas. Except for AEW, but not the W, you know? So anyways, uh, I just left that. I was like, I was trying to get in the both episodes before the show, but then when they brought wrestling into the episode, I'm like, okay, I get it. I got to go do the podcast. So, yeah. So I guess you're really looking forward to the the new, uh, is it stars? Who's putting it out? Uh, the show heels. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with Steve Arnell, or is it Arnell? Uh, the guy, Steve Amell. Steve Amell, the arrow. Yeah. yeah, He wrestled Cody Rhodes Stardust at a SummerSlam, and it was actually a decent match. Yeah, it yeah. was. Like, I, I, he's physically he's very physically fit. Now it's just about training him in the movement, and I think he's a pretty quick learner. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was definitely. I know he did a lot of his own stunts. Like all of his fight scenes and stuff like that on Arrow, mm-hmm. I know, I know yep. that because I know people that worked on Arrow. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, it's, I think it's going to be great. I um, I started writing a, a wrestling sitcom. Um, I developed the characters, and I just didn't, and then I developed the storyline, the basis of it, mm-hmm. the arc. Yeah. And I, I just didn't yeah. start writing the dialogue for the episodes, but I had scenes okay. already blocked out. I have a pilot episode completely written for <laughs> a wrestling show, and I'll send it to you. Oh, it's I want crazy. you to read it because it, yeah, because it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane, but I think you'll like it. I'll show you what I have of mine. You show me your. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I know, and uh, <laughs> and like I actually got a lot of people to like. I was like, would you be a part to attach people to the roles that I wanted them to play? And uh, they were all for it. It's just, uh, <coughs> I'm lazy. I'm extremely lazy. Like this, uh, this, 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 this podcast is the most consistent thing I've ever done. 
and I haven't even done it consistently. Well, now I'm here, and I'm here to make sure you do it consistently. We're doing everything consistently, Casey. We're going to have a hit wrestling show on TV by the end of 2025. Mark my words, Casey Corbin. Oh, my God. I'm so expired. Yeah, that's it. If I have to put you in a sharpshooter (laughs) while you're bleeding and not let you out until you pass out unconscious and then drag you to the finish, we're doing that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So excited. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. It was every week is a great week in wrestling. Since this new wrestling schedule. Well, I don't like that A&E has moved to Friday nights because of basketball. I like my A&E on a Wednesday night. I look forward. It's hump day. And my AEW gets me over that hump and through the rest of the week. Uh, You can watch Dark. Just watch Dark today. Because that, yeah. that came out yesterday on YouTube. Just watch it today. Watch Dark, Elevation, and Dark. I like the name of Elevation because it elevates because it elevates their under roster that's not as utilized. Yeah. You, you, what's that word? Utilized? You, 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 utilized. Is that it? No, it's utilized. 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 <laughs> not utilized. Uh, utilized is something you do would do at a strip joint. You know, I'm oh, like, utilized. I, um, I, I, I utilize my hands for utilizing. You know? I'm very enthralling on a pole myself. Let me <laughs> say, I'm, I'm a sight to behold spinning around. So, um, I think the week, well, well, the pay-per-view started off on Sunday, but we can't just start okay. off with the pay-per-view. No, we can't. On Monday, yeah. the WWE stole stole the presses. and uh, they the re- whole press. They released... Uh, they released a lot of people, a lot of people, and and they uh, like they were well, well they released like probably six or seven people, but but when you look at the releases this year alone, yeah. the releases this year alone, all these people should get together and start their own wrestling company called Twenty Twenty One, and uh. just. Like this is a roster. They were like this is a this roster of releases could compete with any roster that's out there. Yeah. Man. And might even be better than some of the rosters that are out there. It is insane. They have a women's division. They have a tag division. They have a, a cruiserweight division and a heavyweight division all in these releases. It's insane. They've got a lot of they've Honestly, some of the names that came out in this latest round of releases <coughs> really surprised. Okay. So, yeah. So, released on June 2nd, Santana Garrett, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman. Now, wow. let's, like, okay, first of all, they were grooming Buddy Murphy to be that guy that was going to be even with Seth Rollins at one time. I really thought, I really thought they were doing that, but they abandoned that, that whole program. I, I like buddy Murphy is so talented and so jacked. His look is fantastic. The fact that his last real storyline was, he was banging a Mysterio. Yes. Kind of like, it's kind of fucky, man. It doesn't suit his talent level, but the one that really throws me is Alistair black. That's the one that, Yes, because they were just recently building a new program around him, and they put all of his money. and They didn't even do it; it wasn't just a straight promo. They paid for animations, they made videos for Alistair Black, and then he gave him one match. And then they're like, "Yo, fuck him! 
Get red. <laughs> it, uh, what? It, what? It's insane. Like, when I looked at the list, and, of course, the biggest name is Braun. Like, Braun was just in the main event of Backlash. Yeah, that's uh, crazy, too. You know, uh, Braun. But I knew with Braun, I kind of felt like something was off ever since the, the I'm stupid angle. Like, why did that was like a punishment or something? Because there's no other reason for that to exist, right? But they let him, and then they, then they let him win because yeah, uh, it's they, so stupid. He, like, but Shane McMahon basically calls him stupid and a big dummy and for like three months. For three months, which is horrible because yeah. the WWE has such a big program called Be a Star that is against bullying they're supposed to be anti-bullying but yet they put bullying in their storylines yeah right in the story this is <laughs> fucking dumb and it's not only yeah. some wrestler bullying it's the fucking son of the fucking the owner guy. which is so cliche the son's a spoiled prick you know and the maybe that's bully. maybe that's part of it <laughs> but it, it's I, i'm against any sort of bullying um uh, like even in wrestling, but it doesn't make sense. Like Braun Strowman was the one guy that they built properly. Yeah, they got him over. Pro- fuck, they got the guys that he beat over. You know, like everything having to do with Braun was money. Like, do he you won remember the tag team championship with a child? With a child, a literal child. He's the only thing good about the Wyatt family. Ever, well, I don't know. The, the start of the Wyatt family was pretty good. Okay, I, I agree quick, with that. I, I do agree with that too. But, yeah. um, but you know, like, I just you know, he made me country strong. That's what he made me. Every time I saw the inside of his bicep and said, "That is the worst tattoo in wrestling," and then you know what? Time will tell because Cody Rhodes outdid that by you wouldn't by. At least a hundred yards, like and his neck patriotism. Oh, Cody Rhodes's neck tattoo is the worst thing in wrestling. It's you know I used to be irritated by that blotch that Dusty Rhodes used to have on his gut, but I'll tell you this: Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo is a hundred times worse than that birthmark. <laughs> yeah, it's a what a tattoo. Oh, so Alistair Black. Like when I looked at the list, though, I said. You know, everybody thinks everybody's going to go to AEW first. First of all, you know, I read one tweet that said, uh, AEW just hired Braun Strowman to come in and commentate with Mark Henry and Big Show. Which I thought was great. Because, um, yeah, they just, the big, annou- the big secret announcement at the, well, I don't mean to jump ahead, but it's Mark Henry. Or was it Leo, Leo Rush? Either or. However... Uh, Braun Strowman, I, uh, these guys can go anywhere. Aleister Black is, if yeah. I was AEW, okay, obviously Lana is going to go with Rusev. Miro's, if she goes anywhere. What's that? If she goes anywhere. In if, she, if she wants to stay in the business, she will be with Rusev. I would think that she will be with Miro, and she will be CeCe, uh, and it'll be CeCe and Miro, uh, or whatever. Uh, she'll just be herself. Um, I... As far as, like, fuck, like, I don't want AEW to go after Braun. I think Braun should go to Japan. I, and, I think Braun, if Braun were to go to Japan, 
it would be insane. I think it would be a great move for Braun Strowman to go to New Japan. Uh, I think oh. Aleister Black should go to AEW. And I also think Ruby Riot should go to AEW or Impact right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Ruby Riot would have a huge and immediate impact in AEW because the women's division is a little thin. And I think and she's I think that, she's such a great wrestler. Yeah, like she's she the be best wrestler in the Ruby. Like maybe she's not the hottest one out of the three, but why should that even be a fucking matter? Like it's we're, we're, it's wrestling. Ugly is accepted in wrestling. I'm not saying Ruby Riot is ugly. I'm just don't riot over me saying that Ruby is ugly. I'm not saying yeah, that. No. I'm just saying yeah. that not uh, like traditionally attractive. That she's whatever, not like she's the wrestlers or she's she's not Mandy Rose. She's not Dana Brooke. She's not Liv Morgan. Blonde, yeah, blonde and traditionally considered attractive. Yeah, you know what she is though? A great fucking wrestler. She's an amazing worker. And and I think uh, she can be in a she is AEW is. I do think they're the best right now. I do think their product is really good. And now with the live audience back, it's so great watching wrestling again. I know the WWE's got a big tour coming up, and they're going to start going live through Texas and everything. It's going to be like a battle for Texas come this summer. AEW's touring Texas. WWE's touring Texas. Everybody's fucking in Texas. Um, You know, Buddy Murphy and Santana Garrett can both go to Impact and be great there and, and do, do crossover. Like, his impact is now affiliated with AEW. So, with Don Callis running the show there and helping out with yeah. AEW, it, it really Honestly, though, it really is. A, it, like, there's so many options right now of what you can do and where you few, can go. Honestly, there's a few huge options right now. This is, like, there's a couple just in terms of story. Like, imagine, like, just look at the Dark Order, for example. Mm-hmm. Now imagine Alistair Black coming in as Tommy End, and he's the new leader of the Dark Order. Well, that, that would make would the Dark Order fantastic and really dark. Okay. And also now imagine this could also work. Uh, our boy Buddy Murphy comes in, and he kind of does that uh, apostle kind of character, but amps it up a little bit more to be more of a leadership role that he was doing under Seth Rollins. And he could do the same fucking thing. He could come in, like, because he does have that look of a cult leader that could just beat the piss out of you. Yeah. Okay. I do like that, too. Um, Either one. Either one, that's what I'm saying. It's... And, and to think that, like, you know, I didn't know Daniel Bryan was released on the 30th of April and he was wrestling without a contract for a little bit. That's crazy. I never knew that. So, like, you know... Uh, I think though he's gonna take a break from wrestling and just be a father for a while because he's got an. I think he has another new baby on the way, so okay. I think he's got life choices. Um, you know, but uh, but we'll see. The future is bright for all of these people. Congratulations! Yeah, you're you've you're away from the empire. You're 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 Today free. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yes, you don't have your identity, but you can create a new one or have your old one. So I would argue that, um, like Alistair Black's Tommy End is already pretty over, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Is like, um, is you can if you were the Indies, I think will be up and running. Within a within a year, 
Uh, I'm sure the ones in Texas are running now. You know, there's Probably. so I would think that uh, independent wrestling will come back and will be bigger than ever. Yep. And uh, I think everything comes back is going to be bigger than ever. I think comedy when it comes back, it's going to be like bigger than ever. There's going to be a boom, another comedy boom. It's going to be fantastic. That's right. People want entertainment. So, you know, now let's go. Uh, d- obviously, you saw double, uh, all, double or nothing. Yeah, baby. I watched the shit out of it. <laughs> when I watched it, I fell asleep because I got really baked. But I, uh, re- I went back and watched everything that I missed. So, um, <laughs> so which was great. Actually, the only thing I missed was the... Um, was the uh, the battle royal? I dozed oh, really? off for the battle royal, and maybe a little bit of the uh, Anthony Ogogo match uh, with Cody Rhodes. So so okay. So here we go. Um, I didn't see the pre-show, so I missed Serena Deeb, but with Rio. But uh, I I see that uh, Serena Deeb defeated Rio, and uh, that's not a surprise to me. Um, yeah, but the, the the match time for the pre-match is, is surprising. I always think the AEW matches go a little too long. I thought the show was long in itself. It was a long show, honestly, but I appreciated that. But know, it was a lot. Fifty-dollar pay-per-view. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of show. Yeah. Um, and so, so anyways, AEW they like to start off always hot, always a great match at the start. <laughs> And uh, we're starting off with like the elite. It's like the elite is starting off the pay per view. Right now, we have Adam Page defeating Brian Cage. Oh, and how we love, we know we love Page and Cage. And uh, Brian Cage came in in his uh, Terminator, Rise of the Terminator machine uh, outfit. Rise of the Tinfoil. Yeah, it looked great in the indies. But not on the not on a big scale. Why did he wear that? <laughs> it's like somebody should have been like, you know, um, Kenny Omega does the same gimmick in Japan and way better. Maybe don't do it. Also, uh, Hunter yeah. has also done it and way better. Maybe don't. Like, I get that he likes to dress up as cartoons and sometimes he's Wolverine, but it's just like, Brian Cage, just be you. Just be the fucking roided out middleweight monster that you are you know like yeah try to do a sunset flip well that's what i mean he does those like yeah. you know no, that's what i'm saying that's what, show me that stuff well he, he he like yeah get on your skateboard again show us some ollies um yeah exactly <laughs> but this match 12 minutes and it was, it was and it was great it was great for what it was and adam page uh defeated him and i don't yeah. think anybody comes off looking weak by losing nope. the match I think Brian Cage is just. I think Brian Cage eventually has to get away from Taz. That's the problem. He doesn't fit the mold because he's clearly the best guy in the Taz company, but they're not really showcasing him as the best guy in the Taz Taz group. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just. I think yeah. he'd be better on his own for now. Um, you know because look at yeah. I just think that. Uh, what did you think? I of agree. That like. I, I well, I, I was a fan of this match. Um, I've noticed lately that they seem to be distancing Hangman Page in the Dark Order. 
because uh, there there weren't anywhere to be found when the shenanigans occurred, but they came out later for Sting and Darby Allen. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but I enjoyed this match. I really like watching both of these guys work. It's fantastic, and I'm excited to see what they do with this new, I guess, tweener, uh, Brian Cage. Um, right then we go into uh, the Young Bucks. Not only is this a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, it is a grudge match uh, because John Moxley and Eddie Kingston have stolen the the fucking beautiful Nike Air Dior's that uh, are yeah, Air Air Diordans. <laughs> Air Diordans. They're they're very unlimited, limited, unlimited. Air. Very, uh, they're so limited. They're unlimited. Limited. They're unlimited. Limited, limited is what they are, <laughs> and only the Bucks have them, and only the finest feet wear them, and Eddie Kingston and John Moxley fucking steal them, and Eddie Kingston they they don't his feet don't even fit in the fucking shoes. No, it's amazing because he has man feet, and the young Bucks have little boy feet. Well, you know what. <sighs> It's it's it, you maybe maybe your feet get smaller over the years after you do so many super kicks. <laughs> yeah, it's like Hulk Hogan uh, shrunk himself by dropping legs on people. He went from being six foot nine to yeah. I'm six foot four, brother. <laughs> or maybe he was just always six four. Uh, maybe he wore lifts. Um, <laughs> you know, Kane. Maybe he had six inches of sponge on his boots, like Kane. Um, so yeah. So here we got the Bucks against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Yeah. And uh, my roommate was like, oh, here we go. A 20-plus match. I'm like, of course. It's the Bucks. You're going to give them a 20-plus match. 20-plus minutes. It's They tell a story. All right? Really, like, I love the yeah. Bucks. Everybody's yeah. like, they're like the, they're the new rockers. But they're both Shawn Michaels. And I'm, like, and I'm like, yeah, they are. Like, nobody chews gum. Like Shawn Michaels, better than the Young Bucks, you know? And I love their outfits. I love great. I love the Bucks' heels. I really do. Yeah. They're so good at being heels. They're so good at wanting to... You want to punch fucking Matt Jackson's smug face, you know? You, you feel bad for Nick's hairline, but still, he's so good looking. <laughs> you know, Brandon Cutler, I, with his... Ice freeze is great, but but you know, is there anything better in wrestling right now than Eddie Kingston and John Moxley? Like Uh, these two guys are are just perfect together. They're idiots. I fucking love them. No, it reminds me of it reminds me honestly of me and my buddy Anthony, and that's why I love them so much. It's like it's the same dynamic. It's just two knuckleheads that are like this. We're gonna knock you out and take your fucking shoes. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We don't like you with your headbands and your beads. We're going to take your shoes, okay, you idiots. They're my shoes now. You know, like, yeah. it's great. I honestly, I love them. I love them together. They're funny. They look like they're having a blast. But the thing is, is like, they don't even respect the shoes. They don't even know no. what they have. It's like, no, it's well, you Eddie like that Kingston, stupid. I think left them behind. It's like, you like that stupid Mona Lisa picture? Yeah, well, I'm taking it. Now it's mine. And I'm just going to leave it at my house in a, in a pile of dirt because that's what I think. No, you have no idea the value of the of what you've taken. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's so funny, but so great. Uh, 
I love them. And honestly, what a match. And what, okay, honestly, the end there, I, at multiple points, I was like this. They're not going to, I love Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. They're not going to let him go over the Bucks. And then, like, three times during the match, I was like this. They're going to let him go over the Bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I got super excited. And then the, just the the BTE triggers, four of them into the face. Yeah. Of, uh, oh, buddy, what a, yeah. What a way to end a match. It was great. It was great. Loved it. Loved it. It was so exciting. It put me to sleep. And then I slept <laughs> through the next match. But uh the next match That's not it didn't put you to sleep. You were like one of those goats from the YouTube videos. You got too excited. <laughs> you just passed out. <laughs> the uh the next match had the um the Casino Battle Royale. I like first they brought out uh, Evan uh, Bourne or or Matt Bourne or like, you know, the Matt Seidel, Matt Seidel, who came out and he climbed the top rope. And last year when he climbed it, he went to do his famous uh, 780 million spin, spin, spin. And it was a shooting star press. Yeah. And what and what he ended up doing was slipping on the turnbuckle and falling straight fucking down. It was amazing. And, uh, what a train wreck that was. So this year, <laughs> he kind of climbed it and then just jumped down. And it was like, yeah, you just take it easy. Um, that was hilarious, man. But uh, so then uh, a lot of talent in this match. I like it. It's like their type of Royal Rumble. Uh, different, like all of a sudden, four, five new people will come in every every three minutes or whatever. And it's a card, and it's a... I don't really know what's going on. They come in as suits. They, they, they come in as suits. Nobody right? was Five wearing suits. suits. <laughs> be great if they had to. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I liked it. I, I honestly, I really enjoy the format of rolling them out five at a time. Because you can tell some stories in an... Ex- like, number one, it's not just the, like, you know... You can tell some different stories off the top. Yes. Like a traditional Iron Man kind of story. You know, there's a bunch of different ones you can tell. Now, was, uh, was, um, was, uh, I think Penta, uh, Pentagon was, uh, in that match. Was he not? I believe so. Penta. Yes. Cause I had a problem with his, his, okay. Here's the thing. Penta was wearing Joker themed, uh, Lucha Libra wear. Um, yeah. first of all, Rey Mysterio's already done every superhero that you can imagine, Penta. Just be you. Don't be Rey yeah. Mysterio. And don't be Johnny Gargano and sometimes Brian Cage. Let them do the superhero costumes. You just well, wear your kick-ass costume that should Penta be a superhero. It. You're yeah, the superhero. For, I know. He's been doing it for a while, too, though. Like, he did Venom for a while. Like oh, he did. So, like, he does it a little bit, like... You know, it's a very popular thing, and I think they do it differently enough that I appreciate it. Like, Rey Mysterio's costumes are, are, are really sick, but Penta's are different in, in a sick way. You know I, I mean? just think that the, the Penta costume that he has, the red one or the white one or, like, all the black, like, his costume is a superhero. He doesn't need to oh, be yeah. another superhero. No, no. I Phoenix just like needs something. Gear. Phoenix is just a fucking mask and tights. How is it? Well, how, yeah, how is one brother so eating. much more flamboyant than the other one? Well, because the other one's the high flyer. He he takes his flamboyance to the skies. Oh, Pentagon's a high flyer himself. He's just not the high flying as as Phoenix is. Phoenix's yeah, rise. Well, 
Yeah, I've never seen anybody other than Ray Phoenix run run across the rope to kick a man in the face. Amazing. Yes. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, so, Jungle Boy ends up yeah. uh, eliminating Christian Cage at the end. And then Christian yeah. Cage comes in and gives him the endorsement that he's a good guy and everything, which yeah. we, there was no need for because we already know. Uh, but it's nice that Christian Cage can come in and use his juice to put, uh, yeah, it's you know, young, rub. to put, give uh, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy Jack McKay, not Jack McKay, <laughs> Jungle Boy, what is it, God, Jack Perry? Jack Perry. Yeah, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he just won that match. I don't know, he was the son of the late great Luke Perry. Yeah. Luke Perry. He said that, and I said, 9021, oh my God. Um, <laughs> Jungle Boy, uh, I love Jungle Boy. I'm glad that he's going to get a title shot very soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I think uh, it's great. Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy. It's going to be a fun match. It'll be Omega. a great yeah. match. Kenny Omega can have a hell of a match with Jungle Boy and make yeah. Jungle Boy look like a million bucks. Yep. Like, this is what I like about AEW, and they're very good at doing this, is they're using their very established people to show that their young people are of his importance as well. You know what I mean? Like, look at Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy went over, and then this is what I liked about uh, Christian Cage getting back in the ring, get in, shake his hand, show a little bit of respect, being like, yo, this young kid's pretty fucking good, okay? Yeah. Got his little snare trap. He's got his he's got his everything. He's a good kid's fucking good. You go watch out for this kid. And that's what I like about what how AEW use their older talent. They're not like this. Let's put them over, except for Sting. Sting goes over everybody. But it's rightfully so. Sting should go forever over everybody until, you know, uh, they yeah, stop wrestling. Yeah, Sting, Sting. Sting, Sting has Undertaker powers. Like he has that he has that mystique about him, and not only that, like we were talking about this too. Like basically, last week was the Warrior Week. They had the Warrior A and E biography, as well yeah. as the Warrior be, Beyond the Dark, uh, Dark Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. Which yeah. Which Warrior documentary did you like better? Well, you like them both for different reasons, I guess. I like content on wrestling. Um, but like, I don't know, man. Uh, I probably like the dark side more just because it's not as fluffy of a piece. Yeah. But but the A&E, sorry, not the AEW, the A&E documentary wasn't that bad. It's like I already saw WWE bury the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, at least they, I was surprised that they acknowledged his bigoted nature towards the end there. Yeah. And I was surprised they acknowledged it at all, to be honest. But mm -hmm. like, hey, they did good on them. But like it was very much to paint him in a in a solid light because that warrior award has come under some scrutiny in recent I, years. I don't even think they did a good job at like at painting him in that light. And I thought personally, I thought the AEW uh, documentary was uh, I enjoyed it more just because they had access to certain things like 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 the letter that the warrior wrote the WWE where he put all of his like it's like do never. People, never write a letter to your boss. Never. It always, never. just go talk. Never goes good. Just yeah, go talk, because that way if you talk, you're like, fuck, I'm out of my mind. I don't know what I was thinking. All this is stupid. I'm sorry. But you know what? At least he doesn't have it in writing to fucking dwell on. In that situation, mm -hmm. it's like, 
okay, and he, then he can't remember what you even spoke about. But no, you've given him a letter of demands that you want, you want everything, you want everything that Hogan wants. You know, I think I talked about this last week. You wanted everything that Hogan wanted without putting in yeah. any of the work, and exactly. it's just a joke. They said, and they, one of the things they said in both documentaries was nobody had a rise in the business like the Ultimate Warrior, and I'm like, that's not true. Sting, Sting's rise was just as quick, in, except yeah. it was in WCW. In 1988, yeah, he, yeah. you know, I I remember Sting and Blade, like Sting and Warrior, I always knew were a tag team, and they both sort of. I remember the Dingo Warrior when I first saw the Ultimate Warrior. He was still in the Dingo Warrior green tights, green makeup, everything was green. His wrestling was fucking green, and you know, <laughs> and uh, he was and he was just called the Warrior. And he came into the song Warrior from Scandal. Uh, you know that song like Bang Bang I am the Warrior. So he yeah. came into that and he wrestled like Brady Boone or something like that in Ottawa. And it was before he was really the ultimate warrior, but I already knew who he was and Sting was in a better spot than him. When he first started in the WWE, his rise in the WWE is unprecedented. But in yeah, wrestling but in general, it, it it Sting was on the same timeline, you know. So, anyways, uh, and Sting is still wrestling now. So look yeah. at that. Um, but the Warrior, that was one thing I liked is they showed the letter. The other thing I liked about about the Warrior was uh, the. The, the story about him telling the kid in the airport to fuck off or whatever and not doing the <laughs> autograph. And then yeah. the guy, the kid, his dad is, uh, owns a, owns a, uh, owns a TV an station, an affiliate. Yeah. And they're not going to air. So Vince gets this call and like, I love it. Like the warrior's like, I don't even understand what this is for. And Vince is like, it's a work. We're working. Yeah. It's a fucking. I, you know, Vince is like, I don't want to kiss this fucking guy's ass, but we gotta kiss this guy's ass. So we're gonna fucking pretend that we're gonna kiss this guy's ass. It's a fucking work. Just do the fucking work. And Warrior's like, <laughs> oh, I don't understand. Yeah. It was like, Thanks, Warrior. I, I loved watching that because it really yeah. showed you, you know, the stuff about Jake's the Snake in Beyond in the dark side, I mean, was also good too. Jake, the snake's getting a really good run by both WWE and AEW and, and everybody these days, because he's in AEW. He's in a great match, which we are about to go into. Once we get back to the card, he is also in, uh, WWE treasures. I don't even know if Hunter knows that fucking me, that, that Jake is in AEW because they're all buddy, buddy with him on treasures. And uh, not only that, they have him in the Warrior documentary because he was supposed to do a run with the Warrior and then fucking Vince fired him before the run could start and just said, you have the worst luck ever because he never got a run with Hogan either. And not only that, Grizzly Smith is the next dark side, which is Jake's daddy grandfather. So, 
you know, father, grandfather, or I don't know how you want to say it, but. Hell of a story. Well, we're going to learn that story, and we'll be talking about that story next week. However, Jake is having a hell of a time on the fucking, he's on a lot of things these days. Yes, he is. He's getting <laughs> that dark side of the ring money, getting some AEW money. He's getting treasures tours. money. Treasures. Speaking yes. tours. Fucking DDP, man. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who shows up dressed as Highlander from the boys. I think he dressed up as 93 Sting or 92 Sting. Very similar costume. Look, uh, if I could show you, bring up the picture. No, no, no. I know, I know you were, I know what costume you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I think it was more inspired, uh, more so than Homelander. I think a lot of people are like, yo, it's Homelander because they just watched The Boys for the first time. No, 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 no. Look at Cody is all American, just like Homelander. He's really playing. All American Sting. Yes. They both have the fucking white hairdos now, the white spiky hairdos, just like All American Sting. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to argue. Okay, you're right. You're right. It is Sting. <laughs> but it's. But I really it, expected more of a fight there. But, but then you're just like you're. But here's the thing. Together. Here's the thing, though. It is Sting, but Sting is not Homelander because Homelander is the heel. He's a heel that poses as a face. And I honestly believe, too, Matt McCarthy has this theory that Cody Rhodes has been a heel all along, doing a fourth dimension heel in a face, baby face role, that he's he's been a heel all along. And it's kind of like, I don't know, like I see Cody as possibly a heel. I, I don't know. Maybe the VPs aren't getting along. Maybe this is what it is. But I kind of see him as the heel because I I think he is more Homelander because Homelander is nice to everybody, but not he's not he is not that nice. And I think Cody, right down to it all, greed is in there, and you know like I don't know it just seems too nice. Like he's the son of a plumber, the grandson of this and that. And soon yeah. to be the father of an interracial baby. Yeah, Cody Rhodes, like, baby. Like, like, he's, uh, but he's a face. We all love him. I don't we know. We all love him. No? He, he no? had defeated Anthony Ogogo in a, in a match that had the worst weigh-in of all time uh, leading into it. Uh, the weigh-in was horror. If you want to see something funny, go to YouTube Go to the weigh-in, type in the Cody Rhodes, Anthony Ogogo weigh-in, and then just read the comments underneath and everybody's shitting all over the segment. I don't understand, like, can they not, re- like, I know they don't write, but can you not rehearse and just block a fucking scene properly? Like, Big Show is standing with his back towards the camera for 90% of it, and then he's blocking the fucking front view of Cody for 30% of it. Like the, they, like the cameras should be working with the talent. And they, yeah, we, I think we, Big Show's still working the WWE camera system. Well, no, no. He, the, oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely hard cam, and he thought the hard cam was coming from where it should have come from. But no, it's not now because they put a crowd there. So the hard cam has been moved since they went live. So yeah. the, nobody told him that. And also... It's just like, I don't know, if you ever want to see horrible blocking, watch the shock yeah, like, match. Watch the Shockmaster sketch. The flair for gold, 
Everybody's standing in front of everybody. Everybody is all over the place. There's no direction. It's just like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out and do it. And sometimes that works. But you know what? You need direction. You need blocking. You need for people to know where to fucking stand so they don't block other people's faces and and promos. And this is a constant problem with AEW. And if you watch this, um, (coughs) if you watch this, uh, the weigh-in, which isn't even necessary. We're having a weigh-in for for a match that has no weight capacity. They're not lightweights. They're not heavyweights. They're just the fucking the wrestlers. Yeah, it doesn't the, make the, sense. What I what I like is they're trying to do something a little bit different than traditional WWE. Oh, it's just Cody getting more attention. Just do the fucking match uh, already. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> you gotta build it up, right? You gotta you gotta create a polarizing figure, much like how Bret Hart was beloved in Canada and Europe, but hated in the United States. You have to take time to create complex characters. You know what I mean? When Bret Hart was doing the Hart Foundation shtick, people still lo- like the later Hart Foundation, where he's yeah. like, "America, you're shaped like a toilet. You smell like a toilet." You know what he was doing that shit. Everybody in Canada and Europe still cheered Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation like mad, but people in the states were booing him. That's like, you know, it's going to be like the opposite with like Cody. People in the stage are going to be like, yeah, and everybody else is like, fuck you, Cody, you're your homelander. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. TV. Yeah, I like these rich characters that AEW creates, man. It's a beautiful thing. Cody Rhodes. Okay, so now we have Miro defeating uh, Lady Lance Hawk. Archer. Lance Archer. He or, throws the snake clean into space. Out of control. Technical submission. Um, Jake Roberts. Yeah, takes a bump, hard bump. He did take a hard bump. Uh, for the AEW TNT Championship, soon to be the TBS Championship. Uh, yeah, this match was good, and I'm glad it didn't go too too long. Um, yep. you know, and the right person won, and the right person won. Agreed. Yep. Uh, the next match I wanted. I'm gonna be honest. I was happy with the outcome. Uh, the match itself, I thought would have been better, uh, but it uh, it wasn't. I didn't think it was that great. Um, it, when Sheeta broke her strap or whatever, that really bothered me for some reason. It's like just take. It's just a buckle. You can just buckle it. Just buckle. Just stop. Just buckle Not it. Out. I want to buckle my strap. Yeah, exactly. It just looks stupid. It's like, what are you trying to be sexy and wrestle? I don't know. No, um, the strap broke, bro. But what was more important to me was that Britt Baker finally uh, got her AEW World Championship. She is the best woman in that company. She's the one of the yeah. best things in the company, yeah. and she's the most entertaining. And Britt Baker, DMD, it's about time that she's got the World Championship because she's the number one girl in the company by far and beyond. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's what I think. But you know. So, uh, next we have, uh, oh my God, we got, uh, Darby Allen and Sting defeated Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Ethan yeah. Page threw Darby Allen into the audience, like, like yeah. fucking Thunderlips threw Rocky in yeah, Rocky three. It was, and not only that, Darby Allen almost like he kind of hit his leg on the fucking, uh, rail as he was going into the audience, it, it's like, ooh, I thought he fucking broke his leg there. It was a dangerous like move. Again, I don't know why they're letting Ethan Page use all of these power moves. 
He's not that big of a guy. Yeah. He's in great shape, but he's not. Uh, yeah, he's not that big. Scorpio Sky's bigger than him. I yeah, yeah, totally. Um so yeah, so that match was uh was was a great match. Sting being Sting was awesome. Uh sixty two years old. The guy's still wrestling. I wish we could fix his hair. Um Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, pinfall. And then we're going into the main, we're not even into the main event. We still have, at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, thank God we're at the main event. And then you realize, oh, fuck, no, there's, there there's, yet, still, there's still a stampede match. But you know yeah. you know, this next match is going a half an hour. So you got a half an hour before the last match. We started taking guesses at what time the pay-per-view was going to be over at. Um, yeah. my buddy was, uh, my, my roommate was like 1142 and he was really close. Um, but, but to be honest, love the last two matches, Omega, Orange okay. Cassidy, Pac. I don't even want to see Pac against Omega. And like, I don't even want to see Pac in this match, to be honest. I just want Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy. No, but, honestly, no, I wanted to see, I love Pac so much. That, like, just watching, like, just that spot that he did with Orange Cassidy. Uh, and, like, he was it Orange Cassidy or Kenny Omega where he kicked them and they just flew back into the fucking corner. It looked like the fucking movies. Yeah. Like, like they just worked so crisp. And when you watch Pac move around a wrestling ring, there's no, in my opinion, nobody moves around a ring better than he does. Like, his kip, his kips alone, it's like he kips up like a goddamn cat. Yeah, you know, his... he's just like this. Oh, I'm up now, and now I'll eat your supper. You know what I mean? It's like this. Oh, you weird fuck! I like it. Let's go. You, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I love this dude, yeah. man. Like watching him work is just so goddamn impressive. And watching those three contrasting styles work together, buddy. If that's not match of the night for everybody, I don't know what would be. Like that was just. Wow, the whole match, I was just like, oh, what? What? Yeah. No, what? Like, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was, everything was great. It was just such a good match. Um, yeah. Orange Cassidy with those Superman punches, like, he just really nails them. He really nails them, and he, it's really believable. It's like, it's, yeah. like, I really believe that, like, He's as powerful as Roman when he hits those punches, you know. It looks great. It they looks do great. look great. Um, great match. Kenny Omega, of course, is gonna do, gonna win, as he should. Uh, Twenty seven minutes. Omega beats him. Great match. Uh, and then we're we're going into the main event now, a stadium stampede match, the inner circle. Against uh, the, the pinnacle. pinnacle, the pinnacle. Uh, you know, I, I personally, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I thought it was so much fun. Uh, people are shitting on it. I don't. I don't think honestly. I don't have any problems with anything that happened in that match. I thought it was no, very entertaining. Me too. I agree. There were parts that made me laugh. There were great hardcore like hardcore ish spots and you're just like, yo, fucking sick. It was just honestly, it was a good it was a good time. I liked good. it better than last year's uh, stadium stampede. Yeah, I'll agree. 
I, I personally, I what they're okay. So their entrance, they they all zip line down, and I guess the idea was that they would all go down to again. Rehearsals would help things look better if they did a couple rehearsals where they would all go down together like the A team. You know, it would have looked so good. But the fact that they probably didn't do rehearsals, they were all novices. And they were all they were all all over the place. Exactly, it didn't yeah. look. It was almost cool, but it wasn't Shawn Michaels ziplining in fucking WrestleMania. No, and I to be it was funny. And to be honest, since Owen Hart, I don't think people want to see fucking that shit happen because nobody yeah, wants nobody to. Nobody wants a zip tie. No, no, exactly. And it's just like, you know what? I think what would have been cool is. Um, Okay, Van Halen did this back in like 1982. Uh, they were on tour. They were playing a big concert, and uh, they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, making their way from the sky, uh, please welcome the mighty Van Halen." And all of a sudden, four guys jumped out of a fucking helicopter. I mean, I, I mean, an airplane that was flying over the stadium, and the four guys got down. They all landed behind the stage. The parachutes went down and everything. And then about 10 minutes later, fucking Van Halen runs on and they're all in the parachute outfits and they're running on the fucking cheering. The whole place <laughs> is going nuts. They didn't do the jump. They just fucking, they they just fucking worked the crowd and showed up in the outfits. And that's, Jericho should have did that. It would have been awesome if they were all fucking flew. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Of course, no, all it takes is one drone to shoot up there and realize it's not these guys but um and that matt, and matt hardy would do that by the way um <laughs> i loved it i love the part where it's like this time uh sammy guerrera gets the fucking gets the go-kart and he gets to do the hitting um i loved jericho in the office with the coach and the fucking strength coordinator and then just giving him the balls, and then he gives them the uh, the 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 laptop, and yeah. it would have been better if he would have gave him like the the team list, and then Jericho yeah. looked at the list, and then he was like hit him with the list. Uh, yeah, that would have been great too. You know they could have did that. Jericho having to wrestle that whole match with one arm also is quite amazing. Um, yeah. they really shot it well. I know they had stuntman yeah, coordinators and stuff like there's that. There's more balance. There's a lot more balance this time uh, in between the people, uh, the stories being told. Just yeah, to I like. Focus on MJF. I like how you left one and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in another scene and here's uh, yeah. here's Jake, Jake Hagar against Wardload in the freezer. Yeah. Just great, great stuff. And yeah. it's just like, you know, and then it's like I made a tweet like you'd be watching one thing not even thinking about, oh, yeah, there are five other matches going on at the exact same time right now. So I was like, oh, this just in. I said, uh, Sean Spears just uh, pinned Jungle or just pinned so-and-so with a small package in the men's washroom. You know, uh, like they, it could have happened. You're, you're so into Wardlow and uh, Jake Hager right now. Nobody's stopping and thinking about, oh, fuck, what's going on with this guy, these guys? Because, yeah. but it was well done and amazing. Absolutely loved it. Killer. Yeah, it was killer. And it's a great pay-per-view. Overall, yeah. amazing. Amazing pay-per-view. Yeah, they, they kill it. Their pay-per-views are always just a good time for me. 
I had a really good time watching that. Uh, so this week we got Grizzly Smith on uh, the, uh, hitting that. Uh, Grizzly Smith is on the Beyond the Dark Side of the Ring. Dark. I, I'll never get that title right. Side of the ring. So we're gonna see yeah. that. And uh, so great. so more Jake the Snake, and um, and also uh, what else are we gonna get to see? Oh jeepers! I'm trying to think of what else is coming up on uh, this well, week. Friday, we got we got Dynamite to, tonight, Friday night. Yeah, Dynamite, Dynamite on Friday Dynamite. night would be great. Friday night Dynamite, baby. <laughs> Uh, and then you're back to again wrestling normal wrestling schedule. SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown. The Usos are now the tag team champs again, and this is not very making uh, Roman happy because Roman seems to want, um, I guess Jay. I think it's Jay. Yeah, it is Jay. And, and, and he wants Jay for his own. He doesn't want Jimmy. And uh, I'm curious about what's going to happen if New Japan goes through with this uh, liaison. With uh, WWE, they're talking about working together, and if they do, how big does the table get with Haku? Is Roman Reigns still at the head of the table? Is Haku at the head of the table? Is Tamatonga the head of the table? How many Usos are at the table? How big Ooh. is the fucking table if New how Japan? Many people are at this table. Well, they're all in the same family. That's the thing. Is like, and it's the family's table. I want to see how big the family gets uh, in this situation. And uh, I think it would be great if New Japan, you know, it'd be great if New Japan did an invasion and it was Shinsuke that was the secret guy to lead it all in. Because Shinsuke is such a WWE guy now. He just wants to d- wrestle and fucking smoke cigarettes and surf and live in an American lifestyle. That's all he wants yeah, to do, yeah. you know? Sure. He, a, I don't know. Like, it's a shame though that I think that WWE are going to do the partnership with NGA. But because uh, it does kind of, of it, it does affect kind of AEW in some sort of way because because yeah, AEW is doing has a working relationship with them. Like just Leo Rush, who was the Joker at the uh, the Battle Royal there. Yeah, is signed to New Japan. He's not signed to AEW. Yeah, you're right. And it's just like uh, you know they just had Kenta uh, wrestle uh, Kenny Omega. Um, yeah. Don Callis works uh, as well with, you know, the Good Brothers. Uh, they just had Mox defend his title. And to be honest, and be honest, like all these guys were New Japan guys. They all came from New Japan. Hangman Page, uh, Young Bucks, yeah. Kenny Omega, yeah. uh, Cody. They all they all came from New Japan. Mox, like they all had titles when they first started AEW, and. Uh, you know, I, I who knows who knows what's going to happen, but I know yeah. Vince's relationship with Inoki goes back farther than AEW's existence. So yeah. we'll see what happens, and uh, and we we've, <coughs> we've done another episode. We uh, I we had yeah. I think we had a whole bunch of things to talk about, and we just basically got done two things releases and but look at this. Okay, once again. Imagine this to be your. Imagine if this was your roster: Kalisto, Chelsea. Okay, for the girls: Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Billy Kay, Vanessa Bourne, uh, um, Jasmine Duke, Lana, Ruby Riot, and um, and uh, Peyton Royce as well. 
I forgot her. That's a great women's division. Also, you have Kalisto, Tucker, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, uh, Kavita uh, Dalal or Devai, Alexander Wolf, Ezra Judge, um, Velveteen Dreams, Santana Garrett, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Braun Strowman. Like, that's a lot of talent. And uh, some talent, we don't know when they're coming back. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know. This is a good time for the indies to pop up because uh, a lot of wrestlers, I'm sure, can go out on the indies and make a lot of money. So, you know what? It is what it is. Best of luck to everyone on their recent uh, freens or on their recent... Uh, what is it? Evictions? I don't know. What are these? Firings? <laughs> so, unfortunate circumstances could lead to better things in the future. Uh, that's another episode here on the TNW pod. Uh, Reese, where can we find you and what's going on? Oh, we just released a new episode of Film is Dead. Uh, we did Gladiator this week. Uh, yeah on youtube to search film is dead show oh can Gladiator. i let you know okay so um my buddy opens up for jim jeffries and oh, nice. i've had the pleasure of uh of hanging out with jim jeffries a couple times throughout this and um uh, jim jeffries is friends with russell crowe and they're both australians oh, and russell crowe actually refers to the gladiator as um the big g the big G. It's the big G, mate. Yeah. Like, what's the big G? And it, it knocks you out. Well, the big G changed his fucking career. It brought him to a different level. Yeah, a whole other level. It made him a household name. It, 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 you know, nothing put him My over. Maximus, Meridius. It's still his best. Is. It's still his best movie. Yeah, he's fantastic in that movie, man. Yeah. So it. the big G. Um, and then there's big another G. story about. Well, the story where he went to, uh, uh, he was in like, um, the guy, who's the old wizard in it? The old man? The old wizard? Yeah. The gladiator? <laughs> or who's the? The he's, old gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Reed. No, no, not Oliver Reed. He's like a legendary sir someone. He's dead now. He was in the movie Gladiator. Sir Oliver Reed. Is it Oliver Reed? No, he wasn't knighted, but he was in it and he died. He died during filming. Oh no, no, it wasn't that guy died during filming? No, so no, there was a there was an actor, a legendary actor. I think he may have been in Lord of the Rings stuff as well. Yeah, the, I, yeah, he's the guy who played uh, the first emperor that gets killed by Joaquin Phoenix. He was also Dumbledore, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that actor, uh, yeah, very legendary actor. I can't remember his name though. Off Richard, that. no, I can't remember. Somebody is like he's knighted. He's that yeah. famous. And so anyways, he used to go to this bar in England um, and uh, and hang out there at this bar all the time. And after his funeral, uh, Russell Crowe went to the bar and ended up getting drunk. And they were like, why are you even here? And he's like, well, I'm here because I was in this movie with Sir So-and-so. And, and we were in the Big G together. And... Uh, and then uh, he ended up getting in a fight and thrown out of this guy's Irish funeral. 
That's amazing. I yeah. 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 The thing I loved was the Oliver Reed story. Like the day he died, apparently, he hadn't been drinking for a while, but he went on a huge bender because a bunch of sailors recognized him and challenged him to a drinking competition. And then he outdrank all of the sailors, beat them at arm wrestling, and then proceeded to go home and die. Outstanding. Crazy. He's like an yeah, elephant. Like the warrior. He was the first winner of the Warrior Award. The Warrior Award should be called the Oliver Reed Award. Fuck. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there we go. That's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie we're covering. Hopefully, uh, you give it a look. Uh, Film is Dead Show on YouTube. Check it out, folks. Uh, I'm uh, Casey Corbin on all formats. Um, hey, I really want you to go on my Spotify and check out one of my albums, uh, whether it be Different Jokes, Vampires of Popular, Turtle Crossing, or the upcoming release of The Sea Train, which is a re-release of a 2008 special. Um, hopefully, it'll be up there next week. So check those out, folks. And uh, the, for for Reese, for myself, uh, thank you for spending another week or so with us. Thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And uh, for talking wrestling, uh, I'm Casey Corbin, and we'll talk at you for, oh, and Never Sleeps Networks, talking wrestling. I'm Casey Corbin, and we'll talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.